vibrating. This week on Erotic Awakening, international polyamory, MS title argument, and the end of our presenting career. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well as, as simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Dot dot com. You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn, as well as Kickstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we are prohibited by law. We recommend you stop listening right now. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Why are you looking at me so funny when we got this thing started? Why? Because of one of the things that was in the in the, what the show's about. Well, it just so happens that you and I have just come back from a kind of a little whirlwind in presenting. Mm-hmm. We haven't had the opportunity to talk about bridging the slash that we did in Dallas yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. But before we even recorded another podcast, we went from the Dallas, Texas, all the way up to the Windsor, Canada, mm-hmm. and presented a, a polyamory topic up there. We did, we did. So we've been having a lot of fun, or I've been having a lot of fun presenting. <laughs> but the funny thing is, so we have a Buffalo Grove gig coming up in July 17th. That's up near Chicago, Illinois. Right. And that's it. That for this year. No more presenting for us. That's all. It, no, that's no, all no, in. no. We actually don't have anything scheduled for next year except two that we um, two or one have agreed to. Well, there's one in same place, KK. Oh, okay. We have two a year. So, they, um, interestingly, we have the. Um, I just posted the FetLife as I was rebuilding the Erotic Awakening website again. I was I posted the FetLife, the our calendar mm-hmm. from the past events. Right. Uh, we have presented about 150 different events over the past 10 years. Doesn't so surprise me. People so, ask, "What do you you know? How do you keep busy?" Well, right. That's what we do. Well, and I saw your list, and I actually went to my email because I have more folders of previous years Mm -hmm. than what you have listed on the website. So um, I think you've got listed back to 2004. And I actually found a couple of random emails from um, 2000. No, yours went back to 2005, I think. And I found a couple of random emails from 2003. And the two first places that we presented at, I can't find any emails on those. So those are even before 2003. The NLA Columbus, Mm -hmm. the first place we presented at. And then what was the place that Miss Brenda used to run down in oh, West Virginia, yeah. where we met quite a few people that we're still friends mm-hmm. with. Um, it had to have been Southern Ohio, so S-O-S-E-O, Southeastern Ohio, okay. something. Okay. So I think they called it SEO. Anyway, so. the, the point to that being, <laughs> we have had a list of about six things in our future, and new things would come up, so we'd have six bookings ahead. Now we're just down to a... Pretty much one or two little things coming up. So Yeah, I'm surprised we don't have next year booked already. Maybe we're done. No, I don't want to be done. <laughs> you guys, find places that want to invite us because I, I still like to travel. I we, still like we to We do present. enjoy the travel. Think of Bridging the Slash. I mean, that was so powerful. Here, this uh, uh, intensive in Dallas, and there's like, what, 28 people mm-hmm. on Saturday, and they've only got three presenters. And well, this time around, it was three couples. Yep. So there was uh, you and I, Master Todd and Slave Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and Master Saladin and Slave Sadia, who we had not met before. Right. So, and oh, had a great time with mm-hmm. uh, Slave Elizabeth and Master Todd. Who we had actually found out that we met. Many, many, many years ago at a prior event. In Austin, what Mm -hmm. Stations of the Cross, and they were actually friends with someone that is friends in 
Austin that used to be here from Columbus. And mm-hmm. it's actually kind of neat how that works out. But what I'm saying is, is um, while we're at Bridging the Slash, we've been there two years ago. And so we're sharing our experiences and the things that we've learned and stuff like that and, you know, how to how to meditate and how to be mindful and, you know, how to live MS your way and have mm-hmm. people ask us all kinds of questions. And but then to have someone come up to me and say, you know, I really have a lot of um, a lot of issues where I'm my own worst enemy and my head gets in the way. And something that you taught two years ago, every time I feel my head getting in the way, I picture these little monsters and she does the whole you know with the whole they all look like little vicious monsters you know Mm -hmm. little claws are up in the air and everything she goes that's what I picture because you guys taught me that and that the little monsters are coming after me and I have to remember it's the monsters it's not me Mm -hmm. which um, that probably makes a lot more sense if you attended that class exactly exactly yeah it's kind of hard to describe but um and she said that that has helped her relationship with her dominant so much Mm -hmm. and she she just couldn't she 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 gave me a hug. I mean, it's just it's no. Just I, I totally agree with you. That's what it's all about. That's mm-hmm. the um, when you hear from people saying that was very impactful, or uh, we had someone say that our one of our presentations was one of the five highlights of their life. And, yeah. You know, how do you? I mean, what what can you say to that other than to be very gracious and and look for more opportunities to continue to present? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we are changing the topic on the fly to why we run around presenting because <laughs> because you have the title as maybe it's the end of our career. I don't want it to be though. We are going to be really busy with the space. Sure. So we do have a lot of stuff going on with the space, our new um, space here in Columbus, um, with our grand opening this coming up weekend. Finally, yay! Mm-hmm. And. Um, but yeah, we're still going to make time to travel, and well, I'm saying we're going to, but obviously you get to make that decision. But you know, we do. We want to travel and share, and you know, share all these tools like we just did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So, but do you still? I, I still struggle with the idea that we that I don't do enough. I mean, and it's because when we travel around, or we have conversations here in town. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see that you've made an impact on someone or you've turned someone's um, view on something or you've given them that light bulb moment or that epiphany moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Dallas, somebody said, you know, this is one of the you know, I still think about this. This is still one of the tools that I use. Or when we used when we went to Windsor uh, and did the poly picnic there, we did a class called Eight poly tools and have somebody afterwards say, wow, that you just gave language to something that I've been struggling with. Right. Um, we hear on a, and again, this isn't about uh, how wonderful you and I are, but this is just some of the examples, and this leads into why I'm where I'm getting with this. We had somebody come up to us, and, and often we'll have people come up to us and say, "Gee, the book was really valuable." The book "Living MS." We had somebody come up to us fairly within the last month, say, "You know, I would have, I, I, in my Kindle, I highlighted almost every single thing that was written in there." And then they went and bought another copy, uh, a physical copy from us, just so we could sign it. Things like that that are very impactful um, for us. That uh, we hear, uh, we have a quote on today's notes on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I've got, I've got this one. Uh, music player on FET sent us in a note that says they're a big fan of the podcast. Says we got them through a lot of graveyard shifts and helped them get back into kink. Mm-hmm. You know, things things like that. I mean, that's that's what keeps me going. So the point of it being, though, is that even though we are here in the space, we're opening a, a community center here, 
Um, all that has led me to saying we're not doing enough. So one of the reasons that we that I built rebuilt the Erotic Awakening website, which you have not seen this. Oh, I like the old one. I hope the new one's good. I appreciate your faith <laughs> in my wife mastering skill. Uh, one of the reasons I rebuilt it is that I wanted to add another page into because from a creative perspective, I needed to rebuild it to add the page. But a page on mentoring. Oh, nice. Because I look around at some of the other life coachy mentoring stuff that I see, and it just smells fishy and like, call today for great rates. And if oh, you buy a package of eight, you'll get a discount. Money and, driven. Uh, yeah, which not to say that that makes it good or bad. It just... Um, we are very fortunate to have enough life experience that we can share some of that. So I added the mentoring page to have nice. another way people can reach out to us. Um, the point being, as we get older and more and more of our lifestyle friends pass away, mm. uh, one of the things that still resonates with me is I just don't feel like I have done enough to help people. I'm not visible enough. I'm not talking to enough people. I'm not mentoring enough people. Um, I don't have enough, you know, I, I feel like I am a fairly competent master. So, and I've, I, from the experience of the people I've interacted with, I'm a competent master mm -hmm. and I can help people grow and become better, stronger humans via the tools of MS. Um, and I keep thinking, man, I should have more. I should do that more. I should pick up. You know, I have somebody in Chicago that's talking to me, and, and I feel that I could help this person. Um, I just feel like I should, you know. So I don't know what to do with that, but I just have this sense that I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I need to make an impact while I'm still breathing because I won't be breathing that much longer. Yeah. Maybe this is all reflective of the fact that I am turning the 51. One soon, yeah. right, because I'm sitting here thinking, wow, how much more can you do? You know, we go to these events and we teach and we talk with people and we do mentor when we've got time and we write the books and we've got the podcast. And like after the picnic yes, yesterday, it was just yesterday we were in, well, we were just in Canada this morning. You know, I'm talking to people that we met at Tease, mm -hmm. what, two years ago. And I remember talking to them about personal stuff about poly and MS. And, you know, this time around, I stopped and talked to them and, you know, and we do mentor, and it's like, wow, how much more time do we have to help people and, out? Know, but I get the feeling, well, I just put on my website today on the drive back that I just put in big, bold letters on the front of my Reverend Dawn website mm -hmm. that I want to do Reiki for military people and first call responders. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving them a hefty discount. When am I going to find time to do this? I don't know, right. but it's a calling. Right. Right? I want to do this. So I, I get you on that then, I guess. And, and part of it is, you know, jumping into what we call manual mode, where you separate the logical, the logical and the emotional response to something and seeing, I understand the emotional response, but the logical uh, aspect of it is, is that we do have constraints in time mm -hmm. and energy. And uh, the path that we've chosen, which is to work in corporate America so that we can give away things in the community perspective um, is our path, but that's a path that absorbs, right. you know, a third of our waking or a third of our 24 hour day. Um, but, the, you know, like you're saying, though, like from the perspective of, well, we wrote the books, but we haven't wrote the poly book. 
See, I, I or the second MS Living MS book that we promised. Right. So I'm out on the Reddit. See, here's the, and this is why this is more why I feel that why I lean more towards the Poly book than the MS book. Okay. I'm out on Reddit and I'm looking at the polyamory group and there's a lot of people suffering and a lot of people that would be find the tools that we talk about our experience to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to say, look, here's here's some stuff you can use. Yeah. And that's tr- that's exactly what we did with the Living MS. Right, exactly. People kept coming to us with questions, and so we put the tools together that, or the experiences together that we had had and created the book. So you're absolutely right. I'm working on that one chapter, plugging so, away. So from the perspective of not doing enough, you know, it's, that's that's just one of those things that I feel driven to say, look, this is something that needs to be done. But again, the challenge because it's it's all about time and energy, and it's all about. Um, Rec- you know, there are limitations, blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, <sighs> who cares about the limitations, right? You keep pushing, <laughs> you fill your day as much as you can. And um, I'm not doing anybody any good by watching TV. Right. You know, but you have to recharge yourself. Anyway, this has got nothing to do with any of our topics. For today. Well, Should we, we were be talking about talking ending about with, I'm good with or... fucking, yes, that would be good too. No, it was on the topic of, of topic of, topic of ending our presenting career and i'm just yeah i i I don't i don't want (laughs) to no i I I have no desire to either but i have less of an instinct um i don't have a lot of concern about it either i think that events are going to find us like they all have for the last couple of years and we'll be plenty busy right be interesting to see what happens with the space now for those that are new to the podcast uh first off you have 399 episodes to catch up on because this is episode 400 is it 400 it is. really holy cow <laughs> which is funny to say i don't feel like we've done enough we've only done 400 <laughs> podcast episodes podcast. oh my god um we are this very weekend coming up the first community party here at the space mm-hmm. uh something that we've been working on for months and months and months and months Mm-hmm. Finally, seeing that come to life and seeing the you know place where people can come get their kink on, which is fun but also fulfilling for people. Right. Um, we had to do some um, some one-on-one mentoring with somebody from a kink perspective recently, you know, and they said, "Yeah, that is who I am. I'm, I'm finding out this is an essential part to who I am." Oh yeah, and they were they were really um, oh, I don't know what word to use, but they were really excited about having a live hands-on mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, with a demo bottom so they could try the toys and stuff. It wasn't just talking. It was actually, yeah. and it was one-on-one. And that was pretty exciting. We haven't done that in a long time. Well, I'm sure that you were excited. You were the bottom of all that. <laughs> I had a fantastic time. You still have the bruises to show for. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we hope that if you are in the uh, within a 1,000 miles of Columbus, Ohio, that you come out for our community party. Even if you're within 2,000 miles, we, if you are within 3,000 miles, we will let you crash at our house. <laughs> um, we'd probably let you crash at our house even if you're in Dayton or the town next door. Yeah, we've got we've got room for air mattresses at this point. Yes. The guest yeah. rooms are taken. We have room for air mattresses. <laughs> so you can find out more about that at thecolumbusspace.com. Uh, that's got nothing to do with the topic of the day either. No. Our topic of touch. the day, though, we are going to talk about the whole... Um, Thingamajigger here. Well, we got yeah, we yes, got two this, things to talk about. Me scrolling. So, what is this question of the day you were telling me about beforehand? The question of the day is, um, make sure I got the right one. Yep, I've purchased your first book and I'm reading through it now. My master slash husband and I are trying to come to an agreement on one of the titles he uses for me. 
I call him master, and I acknowledge him as my dominant, but he wants to call me his slave, and I identify more with the word sub. We are not 24-7 because we have a 13-year-old daughter. We both have careers, and we are more partners when it comes to our family decisions. Okay. So, well, I read this, and I actually get, I see a couple of things in there to address. But their, their actual question is... That they don't feel it's appropriate to be called slave, or they right. just don't want to be called slave. Because they identify too... more as a sub. Okay, okay. So they don't want to be called slave by their master. Okay. And um, but like I said, I see a couple couple of issues in there. A couple of a couple of points. Um, the first one I wanted to look at was the we're not twenty four seven because we have a thirteen year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, though I kind of get why people have that concept, I also don't get why people have that concept. You know, it kind of goes along with the question of how do you turn it on and off? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't. Even when the kids were home, I don't turn it off. It doesn't mean that I'm kneeling at your feet right. or doing high protocol presentation of your coffee or calling you master or wearing slave bells. Though that would have been fun. The kids wouldn't have <laughs> minded that. You know, or things like that or being chained to a recliner like one friend thought or whatever. It just means that I know what the hierarchy is. And you respect know? the hierarchy, yeah. whether you're at a PTA meeting or at a grocery store or at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. And you're right. A lot of it is, you know, um, whether you're 24-7 or not is up to you to determine. But I don't think that just because you have children living at home requires that you are or are not 24-7. And you and I, Don, are often partners and peers in many of the ventures that we have. Mm-hmm. The difference being the reason that we identify as 24-7, there's never a point where I can't say, we're done discussing it, the decision's made, here's what we're doing. Right. You know, it's always, um, I take your input because you're an intelligent person and we work well together, but it's just an understanding that the buck stops here. Exactly. And and that's what it is. And, you know, and it's all about me taking care of you and you taking care of the relationship. You know, we we both got our roles in Mm -hmm. this and that's how we thrive. Now, as far as what terms you guys use, it sounds like you're comfortable or the submissive in this was is comfortable calling him master. Mm -hmm. So fine. Keep calling him master. He wants to call you slave. Well, there's two ways you can look at that. If he is indeed your master, well, you know, it's funny. What she said was, I'm comfortable calling him master. I recognize him as my, my dom, dominant, which right. is a little bit interesting. Um, because if you recognize him as your master, then you could, you should simply probably obey and be called whatever you, he wants you to be called. If you're recognizing him as your dominant, then you certainly have a little more leeway to, to say sir or dami or hubby. Um, you know, I really don't feel comfortable. And this is very valid as well. If you look in the mirror and you don't feel like a slave and you don't feel like that title fits you, maybe you even don't feel like that slave, that title is something you've earned. Then I can see why you'd be uncomfortable with it. Um, and maybe, you know, why you would be more comfortable with submissive. Now, what you and I have done and what I've done with some of my submissives and slaves is I've simply used different language altogether. Um, for a while we called Amber and Slave Bat Kami. No, 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 no. Bat was Kame. Amber was Kojin. Kojin. Correct. Correct. Ooh, that name, that well word done. popped into my head. That's been years ago. Your title <laughs> was Bellet and my title, do you remember? Bellum. 
Bellum song. Yes, Bellum song was the formal version of it. Mm-hmm. All of that was um, ancient Sumerian, which meant the same as master and slave. Right. But that was more comfortable for slave bat for a while, you know. So you guys can take that path, find something that means submissive in Greek, and say, ah, oh, maybe I, this can be my title for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would ask him why he wants to know, why he wants to call you slave, and why it's important to him. Um, maybe he's trying to, maybe he read Living MS. And he says, you remind me a lot about Dawn. I don't know why you wouldn't call yourself slave. Maybe for him, it's important that you identify that way for some other reason. So that's just the topic of conversation. But we certainly, don't, we certainly can't tell you guys. Here's the proper terminology for you guys to use. No. Though I will say that I was also more um, comfortable with the word sub at the beginning. You know, we were more comfortable with Dom sub rather than master and slave. But... Once you told me that I was going to be slave, you know, we, you and I talked and I said I felt a shift and you, you pretty much told me that I was going to be slave at that point. And it's about trusting that you have made the right decision, whether I think I've hit that point or not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's very much about trusting you and your decisions. And that's part of living the whole MS 24-7 and going by the hierarchy. I trust you to be in charge. Therefore, you're in charge. Right. We're 24-7. Right. So, um, and, and we should mention why this whole, you know, you actually get to the um, title, you know, the, the version of being called slave versus the, the difference of the title of slave. Yeah. But before we get there. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KJ Kane's home of the designer glow in the dark and light up canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than canes. Check out the brand new KJKanes.com for a great selection of hand poured, low temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, ooh, nipple clamps, uh, whips, floggers, <laughs> paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off of orders of $25 or more using the discount code DND16. KJKanes.com. Go buy yourself some stuff. There you go. So. See, when we mentor people, see, there's two ways to look at whether what kind of our what titles we're using, whether it's master, slave, sub, dom. Uh, I was mentoring some guy for a little while, and he introduced, well, make up a name for him. He says, "Oh, my name is Master Mark," and I said, "All right, Master Mark, um, tell me a little bit about yourself." And I pretty much one of the first things I said is, "Well, guess what, Master Mark? From now on, you're not allowed to call yourself Master Mark. You can call yourself Sir Mark or Dom Mark or whatever the fuck you want, but." Bef- until you until you do these certain things, you're not going to use the title master. Right. You and I are under the view. If now I don't care what anybody calls themselves. Right. It does not matter to me. The exception is if you have asked me to mentor you, then you will earn the title of master. Mm-hmm. And we we the reason for that is we have found great value in the. In recognizing it, making it an earned title versus oh, just something absolutely. that you self-appoint yourself with. Absolutely. You've had um, at least two different people that I can think of, you know, right off the bat that uh, have mentored under you and then earned the title of master. Mm-hmm. And once they earn that title and you said, now you can call yourself master, whatever. And um, they're so excited. 
And they're proud of it. Yeah. They've done the work and they've earned it. And, you know, this is, 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 is they're proud of the title. Mm-hmm. So it may well be that you're in this situation that Master feels you have earned this title. I, and I would tell you, Don, if some slave that I brought into my house and I put a and I went took them through the motions and I've said, you know, I think that at this point you've earned the title of slave and you'll start calling yourself slave. If they said, no, you know what, I'm more comfortable with submissive, I'd be pretty um, mm-hmm. offended by that. Yeah, I can see that. So now there is another reason to use slave that you've used before. You've had a new person come into the house with not much experience at all, mm-hmm. and you had them take the name slave, whatever. And I think it's more because you want them to identify that way because that's how they want to be trained. Mm-hmm. So you use the word first so, they, so that they train into that, mm-hmm. right? Because there's different expectations from a slave than a sub. So we've done that before, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of reasons that he may want you to use slave instead of sub. So uh, go ask him. And, but, but also, you should have some feeling for what you want and, you know, why is this a sticking point for you? So that's our view on the thing. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Speaking of communications, nice segue. We have new (laughs) subscribers to the newsletter. Oh, we do. I thought we were international again. I thought we were getting ready to jump into Polly because that's all about communicate, communicate, communicate. So we do have new people for the newsletter. Just a few. We have Maria from Switzerland and Mitabir from Georgia. Nice, nice. Welcome, guys. I should get a um, newsletter out at some point. June's almost over with, isn't it? Oh, and I didn't have one out for me. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we speaking of earlier, we were talking about books. Somebody wrote in and wanting to know when Living MS Two would be out. Uh, we did mention some time ago. Apparently, we were going to write a book about specific training strategies for protocols, long term relationships, slut training, and service training. Mm-hmm. No, it's not ready. I think we're going to concentrate on the poly book first. So we've got a lot of tools that we want to get written down and put in there, and. Then we'll concentrate on Living MS2, which we've been talking about forever. And yes, we'll do again in the flirting book and all this other stuff that we Sacred want to Sacred sexuality talking. book. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, do we have ideas for that? <laughs> and finally, we want to talk a little bit about our recent border crossing into the Canada and back. Canada. Um, <laughs> And everybody and Karen loves to rag on the fact what a big Canada fan I am. Um, wait until this next upcoming United States election, regardless of who wins, I'm going to be even a bigger <laughs> Canada fan. I think um, we had the opportunity to go up there and talk about polyamory to the brand new Windsor Poly Picnic. It is the yeah. first annual event for that. Apparently, Windsor is the city of polyamory and the city of roses, uh, which was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, so we had the opportunity. We met with some friends from previous events. We got to see the original Dan and Ruby and a couple of other people that we knew. Right, Ruby Tuesday from uh, Teapock. And as well as meet some new people like Viking James and many other wonderful people. It was fun. And oh my God, do they have some awesome hot dogs. And I've hamburgers. Got to, and hamburgers. i got to figure out what brand those were. So, and, uh, and it was really cool. And what else made it kind of interesting was that um, it was me, and it was you, mm-hmm. and it was Karen, and it was Big D. So Big <laughs> D made it up there with his wife. Right. So it was the five of us. And that was kind of neat because you and I got to, present, got to present on our poly tools. Mm-hmm. And then um, Big D and his wife got to present on, um, but my poly is different. Right. 
So, and that was pretty neat. Lots Absolutely. of great questions from the crowd. And, and it, not only great questions, and I did find out again, I'm reminded that I much prefer talking about Karen when she's not there. <laughs> because when she's there, she speaks up and says, no, no, that's not how that happened. But I guess that's okay. So, um, and we did, apparently on the way back, uh, I got flustered. The guy asked why we were in Canada. I said we were at a picnic. What kind of picnic? Or uh, polyamory. Or, or no, I said something like... You said internet friends. Internet friends. How did you know them from a website? Or what website? Uh, Polyamory United. He said, okay, keep going. <laughs> so apparently now we have to create a group called Polyamory United. Or it may exist already. And it could exist already. We might have just thrown them under the bus. So awesome, awesome. But it was neat to travel and present uh, with your partner and Metamore and mm-hmm. one of my partners as well as each other. Yeah, and then we went to the casino. And had a great time. And then we walked the Windsor Riverfront, which was amazing. Yes. Detroit skyline was, wow. From Canada, it looks great. From Canada, it looks great. (laughs) Once you cross over, not so much. But from Canada, across the river, fabulous. The lights, the little carnival they have going on. So, and then uh, this morning, there was the um, airplanes flying over the river. Was it this morning or was that yesterday? I think that was yesterday. Yeah, that was just really neat. <laughs> We're moving into the travel blur section now. <laughs> what, thing was that? what state was that in? I don't know, what, what country, country was that in now? <laughs> so there you go. There's the Polly Adventures as well as the Podcast Adventures. Welcome to episode number 400. 400. Wow. Congratulations, Dan. Do you, do you think we'll make f- another 400? I'd like to think so. <laughs> I find these fun. Sometimes we don't know what topic we're going to have going into like it. But once we get started, we've got so many stories and experiences. And, and we have quite the list of questions of the day we haven't gotten to. And we topics, BDSM for introverts and I still, all kinds of I still swear stuff. I'm going to start from the beginning and listening like other people say they do. Because this has been going on for over six years. Mm-hmm. Our opinions and experiences have changed in that time. So it'd be neat to... Oh, I'm sure if we go back to the beginning of... uh, Maybe have a rebuttal on some of the stuff that we've done. (laughs) A rebuttal on our own podcast. Oh, my. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.